Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie G and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, November 22nd, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in the chapter, How It Works. We are on page 69, starting with the fourth paragraph, God Alone Can Judge Our Sex Situation. We're going to read and share on that one paragraph only. Today's readers are, and thank you for your service, the 12 Steps, Tenzin P, the 12 Traditions of OA, Tonya G, and readers of the text are Lisa H, Janice PM, and Susan H. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, November, oops, 21, 2019 Vision for You meetings are as follows. The 7 a.m. meeting, 13,700 and the 10 a.m. meeting, 13,702. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting, through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tenzin P to please read OA's 12 steps. Good morning, Tenzin. Good morning and good morning, everyone. Uh, here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Number one. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our lives, our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. 
the list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overreaders and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you, Tenzin P. I will now ask Tonya G. to please read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Tonya. I'm saying it wrong. Good morning, Tonya. Are you there? Star one to unmute, Tonya. Sorry about that, Katie. I thought I was unmuted. It happens. All of us, go ahead. This is Tanya G. Um, reading the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, our great purpose, our great purpose there is but one, for our great purpose there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups of, or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you all for uh, allowing me to serve, and thank you for your service, and have a great day. I pass. Thank you, Tanya. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what we've read. Anyone can share but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirements 
for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We are in the chapter, How It Works. We are on page 69, starting with the fourth paragraph, God alone can judge our sex situation. And we're going to read and comment on that one paragraph only. I will now ask Lisa H. to please get us started. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Katie. Thank you for your service. Um, this is Lisa H., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Tennessee. God alone can judge our sex situation. Counsel with persons is often desirable, but we let God be the final judge. We realize that some people are as fanatical about sex as others are loose. We avoid hysterical thinking or advice. Um, powerful, powerful paragraph. Um, and I've, I've been so grateful and appreciative for all the shares this week about the sex inventory and intimate relationships. And um, it's interesting to me that, that they use the word judge twice in this one small paragraph. Um, growing up and when I came into doing this, well, really growing up, the God of my understanding was this angry, um, punishing judge. I mean, I don't know where I got that. I don't know if I learned that, but that was the God of my understanding. And specifically when it came to sex, you know, I thought God's going to strike me down. Um, you know, if I had sex before I got married and imagine what happened when, when I had sex before I got married and I didn't, God didn't strike me down. Um, but I think that I, judged myself harshly. I'm not sure. I mean, I punished myself harshly. Um, but you know what, judge, I mean, I had to look up the definition because judge says to form an opinion or conclusion about. It doesn't say anything about punishment or anger or um, any of that, um, fear, none of that. And so what I know now about the God of my understanding that, right, I'm going to let God form an opinion, but I also know that the God of my understanding is forgiving and loving and knows that I'm imperfect. Um, I think that now in, in all my relationships, um, if I go in with the utmost honesty, um, compassion, kindness, and tolerance, right? I mean, you know, love and tolerance is our code, um, that all of those relationships um, get better. I, re I think, too, that letting go. So, you know, we do this inventory, and then we're going we're gonna to give it all away. We're going to spill it all to, to God, ourselves, and someone else. And by letting all that go and emptying all that out, I've made room, right, in myself in my, uh, for, for the divine, for God to come in and continue to help me to change and grow. 
Um, I appreciate this so much, and thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Lisa H. And before I take your names, just a few reminders. We are on page 69. We're reading and commenting on our experience with that fourth paragraph, God alone can judge our sex situation. And just a reminder, only .035 of us can share each and every day. So the recommendation is, if you haven't shared in a couple days, you pipe up. So I'm ready for your name. Anna, Anna, Anna Marie J. Marie Anna J. PM. Okay. So the only two names that my ears heard, which are very broken, I apologize, are Janice PM and Marie J. Who else? Lisa B. Anna M. Lisa B. Something M. Anna M. Anna M. So I have Janice PM, Marie J. Lisa B. Anna M. And I can welcome two more. This is I heard Upstate New York. Who from Upstate New York? Karen K. Karen K. And one more. Raquel. Raquel and Amy G, I'll get you as the first person on our next lineup. So if everyone, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, so our first lineup is going to be Janice PM, Marie J, Lisa B, Anna M, Karen K, and Raquel, I believe it's W, and we'll get Amy at the next round. So if you're not Janice PM, if you'd kindly mute your phone, and good morning, Janice. And so good morning to you, Katie G. Um, we're on sex and your voice is sexy. Uh-huh. Um, the thing is, my name is Janice PM and I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater. And you know, this small paragraph is just keeps repeating and repeating and repeating what the big book is all about. You know, my experience going a few times around here um, is this is the answer to all our problems. God. God, because I have not only a compulsive overeating, it is spiritual in nature. And I didn't have integrity. I was always rationalizing why I could do such a thing. And, of course, I wasn't true to myself. And that's what I had to get rid of. God had to get rid of it. In my experience, you know, each of these steps goes on to the next step. And if you notice, this is the fourth step. The first step told me that I couldn't manage my life alone. The second step told me that I was going to become, you know, I'm going to get to know a power that's going to let me think differently. And then the third step, I'm making a decision. This is what it's all about making that decision to turn over to God because he's going to be the one that's going to change me. And I know that for fact because I've experienced it even in the fourth step with resentment. I had to pray and, and then I got a result. And then fear, I prayed and I got a result. Now we're at sex and relationships. I finally prayed and I honestly had that desire to do the right thing of what God wanted me to be. I wanted to be, get rid of myself. I didn't want to, I mean, you know, I'm supposed, because I was full of self. And then I became, hopefully, what God wants me to be, be harmony with him. He's the judge. 
Yes, it's good to ask your sponsor because, we, you know, she's been one or he's been one that has been through this, has great, you know, recovery and other people. But, you know, the last judge and the last judge that's going to give me because nobody's going to give it to me because we're all beyond human aid. So God is the one that's going to give me that answer if I go to him, if, if I really want to stop doing what I was doing in the relationships, not being kind, being more spiritually sick. Disease you get, it goes forward, and so doesn't recovery. And believe you me, that is the formula. You know, um, circumstance, relationship, pray. It tells us all through the chapter here when it comes to sex, uh, pray. And then I'll get the result. Yeah, and I was the Thank you, my dear. Final judge. Final judge. Just go to him. We know it, but we got to do it. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Katie. Thank you, Janice. And next up, we'll have Marie. Someone's unmuted. Someone's unmuted. They slammed a car door. Um, I appreciate your um, intervention. I want everyone to rest assured that we have moderators in the background muting people. But I appreciate that wonderful reminder. So if you're not Marie J, would everyone please be sure to stay muted? We'll have Marie J, and then we'll have Lisa B. Good morning, Marie. Good morning, Katie. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. And if I can't hear you, I will obnoxiously tell you as soon as possible. Good morning, Marie. <laughs> Hi. Good morning. This is Marie J, and I'm recovered in Colorado. So I think, you know, these, these several paragraphs, and especially this one, is about staying in our own swim lane. You know, don't give advice. Don't judge others. You know, in all things, we give this to God. Just as the first speaker said, this, this is another place where it's telling us in the book to turn to God in all things. Because as we know, either God is everything or God is nothing. And so this is just another piece of my life that I need to turn toward God and and look at this idea of this sex ideal and and i think it's a really good idea to have this you know i i want to know what is the relationship that i strive to have with my husband that's what my whole sex ideal is about and mine's written down and it's tacked up to my bulletin board and i pull it down frequently and i read it out loud and I see it there every day, and it's just this little reminder that, that this is who I want to be in my relationship, and it's quite the ideal. I know that I'm never going to achieve perfection with it because, well, because I'm human and because my husband is my greatest source of spiritual development, you know. He's my biggest trigger, and I'm going to get triggered by him. I'm going to act out with him because he's the person that I'm closest to. And I'm going to go to those character defects and want, want to control him and want to go to my self-righteousness. So this ideal helps keep reminding me that perfection is not an, the expectation here, but it's about always striving to be a better person in this relationship, in this marriage, and to put my husband's needs before my own. And even saying those words, put my husband's needs before my own, 
that is even triggering to me. You know, it triggers a lot of reaction because I want what I want and I want affection and esteem and attention from him and I want him to be a certain way. But I have to rigorously surrender that stuff, this obsession to control in my marriage. And then I have to turn to God. I have to turn and surrender these character defects that I act out in in my marriage. And I have to have this ideal so that I am reminded over and over who I want to be in this relationship with my husband. And the book continues to just instruct us, give everything to God all along the way. Let God be the judge of my behavior. And that just means let God guide me. Let God guide my relationship. Let me accept accept that I'm human and that I have issues, but I'm committed through this sex ideal to do my best and to give it all I've got and then to give the rest to God. Thanks, Apas. Thank you, Marie J. All right, next up we'll have Lisa B, followed by Anna M. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for your service this morning. I'm really happy to be here. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and I do spell my name L-E-S-A. This makes me think of the line in the big book. It says, his recovery is not dependent, my recovery is not dependent upon people, it's dependent upon my relationship with God, however I might define them. So this is all about me learning to interact with this power, learning to have a relationship with power, which problem, my problem has been lack of power. And I start here, you know, in this process, not going to people. I mean, it says here it's often desirable to share with people, counsel with people, but I need to let my higher power be the final judge. And I just keep thinking of that two-way street. You know, my higher power has been there all along, waiting for me, waiting for me. But I've had my vices and my hands full and my mind full of other ideas and thoughts and At this point, I'm learning how to put everything down and just to ask for guidance. And it's it's not a familiar thing for me when I'm in this fourth step, you know. But it starts to become a pattern of a tool that I'm always going to be picking up. From here on in, you know, my life is all about inventory, sharing with others, um, prayer, meditation, and being of service. And even though on step four, I'm not all the way in that process yet of being able to be of service fully and taking other people through this work, but I'm learning to ask for guidance. And in the paragraph that we read before the other day, it says the right answer will come if we want it. And and that's the way it is all along, all through this work. If I want it, it's there, but I have to be willing to do my part, which is put my vices down, my food, my alcoholic ingredients and the behaviors, and I have to pray for guidance and setting aside those old ideas and being willing to listen. I can't depend on sponsors to give me the answers and other fellows. I can go to them often for guidance and direction, but ultimately it's learning to be still and get that direction. But when I'm in step 11, my relationship with that power is very different, but here it's starting. It's starting. It's a foundation that's beginning and my very survival in this program is dependent on continuing this work always and 
getting more and more familiar with that quiet inside of me. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa B. All right, next up we'll have Anna M. Followed by Karen K. Good morning, Anna. Hi there. Good morning. This is Anna M. Can I be heard? Loud and clear. And just a reminder to everyone, if I can't hear you, I'll let you know. Go ahead, Anna. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for your service, and thank you, everyone, on the line this morning. Um, it's such a pleasure, and it's also such a gift to be able to get together with you all. After seeing many of you in person, it it, it it kind of tickles me a little bit because now I kind of know what KDG looks like and I know what other other people kind of look like. I didn't see everyone, but it's kind of neat that we get together uh, once every couple of years. And um, but the majority of the work we do is is in the virtual virtual world, and that's pretty awesome. Um, modern technology is wonderful, but as far as the step, as far as where we where we are at in the big book on page 69 talking about sex and ideals and you know I have to tell you the truth for me I need extra special help I have a learning disability um, but in this area I have to go to a separate program for this because I have that much work to do I guess you could say and it's a nice reminder to know and to hear people before me talk about going to God as it indicates in this paragraph, go to God. Like I ran the show for years and years. And as somebody else always says on this line, I didn't get here on a winning streak. And, um, you know, I have to, I have trusted servants. There's trusted servants that I go to my sponsor and other fellows and doing 10 steps and 10 step turnarounds or 10 steps, whatever you want to call it. Um, I have to check and balance myself because, you know, this is an illness that I have, you know, and, but the ultimate place to go with this is to God. And I appreciate that reminder. And I also appreciate the fact that we get together and we review the first 164 pages of the big book, which is the outline of the steps. And, as I said previously in my, you know, I shared two times this week, and that's because this is an issue that I really need help with, and I really want to share about it. Um, you know, going to God with this is 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 saving me. Like, it's saving me. Anyway, I um, really appreciate your service, everyone on the line. I wish you a great day, and thank you so much. With that, I pass. Thank you, Anna. And before we take Karen Kay, just want to remind you guys where we are. We are on page 69. We read the fourth paragraph, God alone can judge our sex situation, and we're commenting on our experience with that paragraph. Hi, Karen. Good morning. Hi, Katie G. Good morning. This is Karen Kay from upstate New York. I hope that uh, you are well, and uh, I want to thank everybody on the line and that's a part of vision and that participated and made that convention possible last week, um, I'm, I remind myself of the love that I felt, and I remind that myself that, that that's the love that's on this line, that I'm not speaking before a firing range. Um, I'm speaking 
on a line that's full of love and recovery. Um, and that helps me. And uh, I am recovering. And uh, on this topic, there's a difference for me between physical intimacy and sex. I treated sex, had a lot of that, and I've had a great, uh, or I've had a long period of abstinence from that um, because I I treated it addictively the same way I treated food. It was very similar. Um, I used it to self-medicate, and I I it was a a source of power and control the same way I treated my overeating. And um, and also it wasn't very intimate, just like my time with my food when I'm not abstinent is not very intimate. And um, so, and asking God to heal me has been very powerful in this area. And that's why, quite frankly, it's brought a lot of abstinence um, from that behavior. And... Um, and I did what other people have also done on the line that I've heard, which is uh, it's it's all always been very self-centered. Even the acts for others have been self-centered because I, I, I was only really doing it to get something back, whether it was acceptance or love. And, uh, and also I've had a great deal of uh, fear. And, um, and so today I have a lot more joy in my life because of the abstinence, and I have a lot of God in my life, too, and uh, I'm very grateful not to be isolating my spirit from myself and myself from others through overeating. I'm really grateful to KDG for helping me and all the other people. Um, thank you very much. I wish we could turn the clock around and go to the convention again, um, and thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you, Karen Kay. <clears throat> okay, Raquel W., we will take you next. Please go ahead. Hi, hi. Thank you for your service, Katie. This is Raquel E. from Israel. Oh, thank you. I apologize, Raquel. Yeah. Oh, it's Raquel fine. E., thank you. I cannot get over this. I don't want to get over this. I had a wonderful, wonderful time and a great experience. With, those, with the convention, more than I can even say. And I went to see a grandson picked me up and took me to Long Island. And I'm home now again in Israel. And I went to a meeting and they asked me to share and uh, to, to lead. And all I could say, how it is to be together, how it was to be together at that convention. And uh, so we don't have too many meetings. But in this one meeting, I know that I got them I, I tried and I succeeded, I must say, with God's help, to get across that feeling that we are in this together. We are a very special group. And just like Harlan said at the end, he said the Jewish word for mishpocha in, in, in more modern Hebrew, mishpacha. We are a family and we stick together. And w one of the great experiences I had is people recognizing my voice in the elevator or in the hall and coming up to me, reminding me of some meaningful conversations that actually I don't even know how to take it in and, and keep it, that 
changed a lot for people. And we have a mission, the mission to spread this because it is like like they were said at the meeting, it's an epidemic in the world today. So thank you again for those who who thought out and who who ex- executed this wonderful thing. I need to put out something personal for for this paragraph. I I don't have my timer, so Katie, would you please time me? Um, I need to ask for help with something. I left some papers that were very dear to me that I wanted to give people, and I must have brought it to the big room with me. One of them was um, Dr. Bob's plaque of uh, of humility from his desk that I translated, and it's the same English and Hebrew on the same page, and a few other beautiful things, that picture of the leap of faith. If anybody saw it, because I called the hotel already, they don't have it. If anybody saw, uh, like about five papers in a um, in a in a plas- in a nylon thing in a sleeve, uh, so I'd be very grateful. The other thing is, uh, people who took their picture with me, and I don't have one of those fancy ca- camera uh, smartphones, and they have a picture to send and it please, to me. Oh. Yeah, I would appreciate. And speaking about the sex conduct, uh, Raquel, that's your yeah, time. I, I am. I'm wrapping up. Yeah, I will share on that the next time. Thank you very much. Everybody have wonderful recoveries and a great weekend. Bye. Thank you, Raquel E. Okay, before I take, um, before we take our next lineup, uh, we are in the chapter how it works. We are commenting on page 69, that fourth paragraph. God alone can judge our sex situation. So we're going to get started with Amy G. Um, but I welcome other names, people who have not shared recently. Go ahead. Melissa C. Suzanne D. I got Melissa C. Suzanne D. Elena C. Wait a minute. I got Elena, but there was someone who said your name before Elena C. Maria F. Maria. Thank you very much. So I have Amy G, Melissa C, Suzanne D, Maria S, I believe, Elena C, and one more. Jill T. Jill. Okay. So I have my list. Um, oh my gosh, I made a mistake. Okay, so um, I really messed this one up, guys. Okay, so we're, if everyone could please mute yourself, I'm going to let you know who I heard. And I apologize, I didn't hear everyone. I have Amy G, Melissa P, Suzanne D, Duel, Maria S, Elena C, and Jill T. And Jill, I apologize, I made a mistake. I don't think we're going to have time to hear everybody, um, but we'll do our best. So let's get started with Amy G. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, KG. Thank you so much. Uh, what a great meeting. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Maryland. So we avoid hysterical thinking or advice. So I'm a big look it up in the dictionary girl. And when I looked up hysterical, it says any outbreak of wild and uncontrolled feeling. And I think even in general, wild and uncontrolled feeling is not conducive to clear thinking uh, making decisions or pronouncing judgment on myself or others. 
uh, but particularly under intimacy and sex issues and things, it's very easy for me, especially with my history um, in doing my sex inventory. It was very easy to get historical. And, and, you know, it was very important that I remember and my sponsor reminding me that I'm on a fact-finding mission here and how I go about doing this inventory and not going down the hysterical black hole of shame and guilt and to be stating just the facts, please. And that was very helpful for me. And um, not to pronouncing judgment when I'm thinking hyster- historically. I mean, hysterically. There's a saying that says, you know, if it's, if it's, if it's hysterical, it's historical. And, uh, boy, that was hard to get out, wasn't it? And, um, and for me, with those dealing with those issues, I had a wonderful sponsor who did that. And, you know, my, my thinking got totally off track with what Raquel was saying about family. And I just want to put a shout out to, you know, these are tough issues to write down and do, and this is hard work. And, you know, as a young woman in recovery, you know, you are my family. You were my family, and you are my family. And a shout out with such gratitude from my heart to the family of Overeaters Anonymous and the woman who, women who took my hand and said, this and helped me create an ideal of what a true loving relationship would be and what a friendship would be and how to relate with others in ways that I never understood nor knew how to do. You all were a family for me that I never had, and you showed me the way what true love is and true intimacy is, and you, you, you helped me. And I'm so grateful for all of those who have done that for me and have gone before, and I can only hope that I can pass it on to others. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy G. All right. Next up, we'll have Melissa P., followed by Suzanne D. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning, Katie. Thank you for your service. Good morning, family. This is Melissa P. from Buffalo, New York. Uh, Going to God. You know, before I got into program, I, I talked to circuit. If I had a problem, if it was something about sex or something about people or something about gossip, I went to everybody else, door-to-door in my office, door-to-door in my school, door-to-door in my friend list, and wanted to get their their validation, their opinion. And you know what it was, is I was looking for someone to co-sign my bullcrap. And for me, now that I have this program, I go to God. I have you. You know, and the truth isn't always easy to take, but it's what I need, and that's that spiritual medication that I have to take on a daily basis. Am I following my ideals? You know, and as far as the sex conduct goes, there were things that I did that I was ashamed of, you know, and situations that I thought to myself, my God, what have I done? You know, and I'm forgiven for that, and I'm learning from that. And for me, you know, I can look at sex and food in such a similar way that food didn't love me. You know, the guys that I was bringing home from the bar when I was on my spree, they kicked me out of my bed the same way that sugar did. You know, I was going to them, going to food, looking for something that they were not capable of giving me. You know, the people in the drive-thru at McDonald's, they don't love me. You guys love me. You know, the guys I brought home, they didn't love me. You know, but in this fellowship, I am closer to God than I've ever been and I can talk openly about the things that I did, and that love is right here. That love was in the room a week ago. That love is in the room on the line, and that love is me connected to my higher power, and that's really what it is, is identifying that 
all of those situations and all of those memories were blocked from my higher power, and I don't have to live like that anymore. And thank God, and thanks for you, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa P. All right, next up we'll have Suzanne D. followed by Duel. Good morning, Suzanne. Hi. Hello? This is Suzanne, Suzanne D. you're coming through loud and clear. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I couldn't hear you. Sorry. Hi, this is Suzanne D. I'm a recovered compulsive reader from outside of Philadelphia. And um, I just wanted to uh, say thank you to all the people who shared on the line over the last week or so about this um, topic. It's been really, really helpful. And I also just wanted to say that, um, you know, I've done a bunch of four steps uh, over the years in my recovery. And, you know, just in hindsight, just looking at how I started out, you know, and the, the courage that it took to do the fourth step, especially in this area, um, partly because of the trauma that I had in my childhood and um, just thinking about the context of that in in terms of where, you know, all these uh, behaviors come from that end up on my fourth step, especially in the area of intimacy and sex. And And one of the things I can say is that, you know, the 12 steps have have working the 12 steps have created all of this healing um and um so that I'm able today to look at um these things with compassion and um compassion for myself and I do believe that my higher power wants that for me my higher power wants me to feel that compassion while I look at these difficult things um because it is so hard and I do believe my higher power wants me to be gentle with myself um, because this is difficult work. Um, and um, <clears throat> it's not for the faint-hearted. <laughs> and, um, but it's worth it. It's worth it. I just want to say to the newcomer, like this can be really kind of daunting and overwhelming. Um, but if you, if you have a sponsor um, that, you know, can can accept you for who you are and and love you for who you are and that's what we try to do we try to do that for each other and 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 we and we need to try to do that for ourselves that's what i believe we need to try to love and accept ourselves because i do believe that that is god's will and i just wanted to say that um i am grateful for all the healing that i have had um from these steps but i also needed to get some outside help um because this stuff is, you know, it's big. Um, and um, so I just wanted to, to share that on the line and, and to say thank you to everybody. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Suzanne D. Okay, next up we will have Duel followed by Maria S. Good morning, Du. Good morning, family. Oh, oh there you are. Du- Excuse me. Go ahead. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, family. This is Du Al, Recover Compulsive Overeater from New York. Um, I absolutely love this paragraph. Um, God is going to be the judge. Um, what a relief that was. I remember making a mess of my sex life and hurting a lot of people with my sex life. And, you know, I remember coming into program and the first thing I, I 
as I went through this uh, fourth step on the sex inventory, I was told that I was going to shape my sane ideal of a sex life. And that was that was huge because in step two, it says that as soon as I believe in a power greater than myself, I commence to get results. And that was one of the results that I got was shaping the ideal. But then I got into a lot of fear, right? I, I was like, well, you know, my sponsor's going to judge me. My people are going to judge me. You know, I had so much shame and humiliation over my sex life. And I didn't want to share that with anyone. And, you know, as this is getting towards the end of the step four, where you're going into step five to share your, your history. And so I said, how am I going to do that? And what a relief to read this, that my higher power, who I came to believe that was a good higher power, that was a loving higher power, was going to be the final judge of my sex life. And if I believe that this power is working in my life today, I knew I was going to get good results. So it just dispelled the fear of going through the inventory. It's dispelled the fear of going through my fifth step inventory. And what a relief that was. I I was just so grateful that 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 was going to be it. I didn't know how that was going to turn out, but you know what? It turned out well. And I took, finally took responsibility for, you know, for my behaviors, for my sex conduct. And today I live a, a life that's happy, joyous, and free because I'm not hurting people with my sex conduct. And, uh, and I have that same ideal. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Duel. Okay, next up we'll have Maria S. followed by Elena C. Good morning, Maria. Good morning, Katie. This is Maria S. calling from Dublin in Ireland. Yeah, and I love this line. God alone can judge our sex situation. So what that tells me is I don't judge it. It's up to God. It's up to the God of my understanding. Um, and in the previous paragraph, it says that, you know, we ask God. So when we ask God to answer, we're in prayer and we surrender our sex conduct. I surrender the outcome and I ask God for the right answer. Um, yes, that it's God alone who will judge. Um, and looking, yeah, looking at my sex inventory and looking at, you know, where was I selfish, dishonest, and inconsiderate because I was? Where did I arouse jealousy, suspicion, and bitterness? And looking at my thoughts and inventory and that. And then leaving the results of that up to God. And it says there, you know, as well, counsel. It says that counsel with persons is often desirable. And looking up counsel, and it says, you know, we exchange opinions and ideas. Yeah, and I, and I certainly did with my sponsor when I did my, my sex inventory. Um, but the results was left to God. Um, the outcome was left to God. And, and, you know, I believe that it's God's will that if I do the work and I do my best, that... Uh, I trust God with the outcome. I trust God with the outcome of, of that. Um, and that God will give me the answers. The answers will come, it says, if we want it. So I trust that God will give me the answers on what I have to do and what things I have to change. Um, and looking at the right ideal. Because, uh, yeah, it's about molding that ideal and living up to that ideal um, and praying for guidance on that every day. Um, yeah, and trust, and, and trust. I suppose trust in the word here. Just trust in my God with this. And, you know, I've also, what helped me as well, that, uh, you know, if sex is more troublesome, we throw ourselves a hard bit to work and the others, that comes later. But that has really helped me that, you know, how can I be a service to others? 
how can I help other people? But that always gets me out of my head and, and not making it be about me. How can I help somebody else? Um, yeah, and with that, I'll pass. And thanks for the service, Casey. Thank you, Maria. Okay, next up we'll have Elena C. followed by Jill T. Good morning, Elena. Hi, everybody. My name is Elena C. and I'm from Greenville, South Carolina. And um, I just want to say what a blast the conference was. I wasn't able to get on the line in the morning this week because I had my daughter had to take her to school. But this, I, I'm going to make some changes uh, to be more often here because I just love you guys. And I want to say I'm originally from Romania. So at the conference, you know, was said 43 countries, but Romania was not mentioned. So we are 44 countries. Um, so I just want to say I'm so grateful for this paragraph and just for the, the book. And, um, you know, for me, um, it's, it's just a reminder of, like, putting my higher power first before anybody else in my relationships, in my more intimate relationships. Because if I don't do that, what happens for me is I get into the fearful mode and I just see, you know, flaws in the other person and um, a lot of judgment that I make, you know. And, um, and I just uh, want to remember that I have to remember that my higher power wants me to have compassion. I wants me to like also consider the needs and feelings of the other person and understand the other person and that's just how I get out of myself and I'm more God centered in that area. And you know, because I just I was a mess before before this this program. Uh, of recovery, I was like doing my own thing, and you know, my I w I operated from fear and um, and other habits that I had, um, and so and 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 I'm I just want to do things differently. So, is the reminder that my higher power comes first before anybody else, before even before me, I guess, and um, and you know, sex is sense to intimacy and it's not only about sex it's it's about intimacy and intimacy is into me see is allowing the other person to see me to be honest and uh, you know not selfish and just allow my vulnerability to be shown if that's what it is because that's when healing occurs the spiritual healing from this program and so thank you so much and now I want to hear what the other people were saying as well that I'll pass. Thank you, Elena. Next up, we'll have Jill T. Good morning, Jill. Hey, Jill, press star one to unmute. There we go. Thank you, everyone. Good morning, and, and thank you, everyone, who is sharing and has shared. Um, this is a great topic for me as a very um, frightened individual growing up. Um, I avoided um, sex, and uh, but yet craved attention. So it was a real um, uh, internal struggle for me, um, civil war actually going on inside. And um, as I came through the fourth step and had no um, sexual encounters to talk about except my marriage, um, I was able to, um, or what I did was I, I called it a gender conduct. 
And um, because I listed people by genders, actually, and how um, women make me feel about myself and how men make me feel about myself. And that gave me pre that showed my um, prejudgments toward my prejudices against all men or all women. And um, because those walls are coming down and have been coming down in my heart, um, I am a more open-minded, um, healthy, and happy person. Um, and even though most of my thoughts and ideas were inside my head, I mean, I could just um, hate people from inside my head, and I know that was fears and preju- um, prejudices. Um, so I'm grateful for that experience, and I'm also um humble that this time around through the steps I can see and hear um, more humility, more areas that I I need to be humble in, Uh, more gratitude for um, seeing seeing, uh, flaws and imperfections at a deeper level uh, and then hopefully applying more grace from my higher power um, because it's his loving guidance that wants me to, in his loving guidance, he wants me to um, rid myself or be rid of um, these deep hurts and prejudices that block him from uh, working in my life and then uh, um, eventually touching others. So just really grateful for the boldness and the courage that the original writers had to put this in there and um, then our courage to um, look at it and read through it in a um, non-judgmental, open, friendly, um, courageous way. And I'm just grateful for that. So thank you very much, and I'll pass. Thank you, Jill. All right, does someone want to share for one minute? Your golden opportunity. Marjo. Go ahead, Marge. One minute. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your service. And thank you for all the shares this week. I've learned so much. I know that I didn't have much of a sex life. I was molested as a child, so um, sex wasn't really on my the top of my list. However, I found out a lot about intimacy and the difference, and I didn't know the difference until I came here and started to study along with you. So today, I am absolutely delighted that I discovered visions to a friend of mine, and so is she. Thank you. All right, Marge. Well, we're delighted that everyone is here today. It is that time. Thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following our closing. The share ID for today, Friday, November 22nd, 2019, is 13,704. That's 13704. We are now going to close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Janice P.M. please read a vision for you? Hey, Janice, there you are. Is that you?
Katie, this is Maura Z. Would you like me to read that for you? Maura, go ahead. Not hearing Katie or Janice. Laura, go ahead and read that, would you please? Absolutely, it would be my honor. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep 